Hey, hey, everyone. This is Prashant, and I'll be your host for this section of the Mailman podcast called 321 with Mailman. To quickly tell you about the format, the guests will be required to share three ideas or books they live by, two people they look up to, and one productivity trick they find useful in, in their everyday lives. For those of you who do not know about Mailman, Mailman is a simple Gmail plugin that sits on top of your existing email and delivers your emails in batches at times pre-selected by you. Hence, minimizing distractions, facilitating deep work, and making inbox zero an everyday reality. You can start a free trial at mailmanhq.com. That is M-A-I lmanhq.com. Today, we have with us Jim Raptis. Jim is an indie hacker with a design background. He's currently building out a portfolio of products, one of which is Magic Pattern, a no-design tool for making website backgrounds. He's also building Brand Bird app, which helps you create stunning visuals for Twitter. I'll now let Jim say a few words about himself and what he's doing presently. Jim Hello. Is- we're so glad to have you here. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure, and uh, thank you very much for this opportunity. Uh, so I'm Jim. My I started my background is uh, within design and uh, front-end engineering, and uh, I started my career as a design freelancer. I was freelancing for a couple of years, and uh, then I, w- I was break break into uh, tech. I started a company with three other guys. Uh, we raised fund and we ran our company for three years. That's how I learned everything about uh, entrepreneurship and uh, coding. So after that, I started building, uh, basically on the side of uh, this uh, experience, I started to build my own project, projects. And uh, since last year, I went full into indie hiking, um, uh, bootstrapping products and uh, I'm, I'm doing everything from uh, design, code, to marketing. Right now, my two main uh, SaaS uh, businesses are Magic Pattern. Uh, as you said, uh, no design tool to create uh, stunning backgrounds without any requirement, uh, uh, without any required design skills. And Brandpair, which is a, a newly launched uh, product, I launched one and a half month ago. And it's a tool that automatically policies, your uh, screenshot or images or, or basically uh, all your visuals. And uh, it uh, adds some uh, cool filters and uh, effects uh, to post it on your Twitter account. So that's all for me. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds so amazing. You are a very interesting person. Uh, building out a portfolio of products, working on multiple exciting products at the same time. So now, uh, now let's uh, get straight into the format. That is, uh, the first question that I have for you is, what are the three ideas or books that you live by? Great. Uh, I have three books for you. Uh, the first one is Company of One by Paul Jarvis. It's uh, the book that taught me the, all the benefits of uh, starting and bootstrapping your company uh, on your own or with a very small team, and the benefits of staying small instead of uh, persuading uh, high growth and uh, uh, scaling too fast. The second one is the book uh, Hooked by Nia Eyal, which is the book that taught me everything about product, 
how to build sticky products that uh, users actually love and uh, use uh, daily. And uh, the last one is uh, Make by Peter Levels. Uh, it's a book that uh, got me into the indie hiking world. And uh, uh, it taught me that it, it is possible to build a product, to build a side project and uh, scale it and uh, be financially independent from your own project by doing what you love. Yeah, uh, those are three amazing book recommendations. Uh, also, uh, just a follow-up question on that. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, there are bootstrap businesses that have a big team, even though they are bootstrap, but they still have a team in place. Uh, but indie hacking is uh, what I understand of it, is that you do everything on your own. Uh, mm -hmm. So is that true in your case as well? Uh, I believe when you start uh, a new business, you have to be alone or have uh, another co-founder. Uh, and uh, stay small as you can, because uh, as you add more people into the equation, you uh, introduce more complexity into your business and you can focus on your product. Then when the revenue uh, grows and you are more uh, confident about your product market fit, uh, about your product itself, so it makes sense to scale your team to more members, to hire more, more people and uh, grow it further Absolutely. as you can. Yeah. So uh, right now, do you have a team in place or uh, are you getting to that? Mm, no, no. Right now, I'm just me. And uh, I'm thinking about hiring some uh, freelancers or start uh, seeking for some people to help me uh, next year. Okay. Uh, because uh, when you have more products, it's more it's uh, more difficult to, to build them alone. Yeah. Yeah, I totally understand that. So now moving on to my next question for you, uh, that is, who are the two people that you look up to the most and why? Okay, uh, the first one is uh, Peter Levels. It's for me. It's the le it's a legend. Uh, it's uh, the person that uh, I was following from the beginning and uh, that. Uh, uh, help me realize that I can follow my passion and build uh, projects and uh, I can make money out of it, uh, scale them and uh, I can live uh, the life I, I want. I can travel the world while building uh, uh, something uh, that I love. Uh, the second one is uh, Damon Chen. It's the founder of testimonial.to uh, uh, and uh, I'm very inspired by his journey. I started following him uh, last year before starting his uh, amazing businesses. And uh, it's a pleasure to follow his journey uh, and learn the way, uh, the way he thinks on how to scale their products, how uh, he iterates on them. And it's a huge inspiration for me. Yeah, so those are two amazing people that I myself follow too. Uh, so now moving on to my last question for you, that mm -hmm. is, uh, what's the number one productivity trick that you find super helpful? Uh, since I have multiple projects and I have to split my attention between them, uh, what I found very, very useful is to uh, time block some uh, times every day. For example, for the next three hours, I'm going to work on the landing page for Brandberg. Uh, I do that for three hours, have a break 
half an hour, one hour until I, I'm uh, confident that I can uh, I, I can swift to another project and then have three other hours, two hours or one, depending on the task and focus on something else. For example, marketing for Brandberg. And uh, this helps me stay focused and uh, complete a specific task within a time period. And uh, it's very helpful and uh, it works for me. Yeah, uh, and I often wondered how uh, indie hackers with multiple projects uh, manage their time. Because uh, if, if, I, if I'm even myself working at my job and I even have a side project, uh, even then it, the context switching becomes difficult. That at one point you're thinking about the job and scaling mm -hmm. this product and another time you're thinking about building this project. So you, you still have exactly. those thoughts running for a different product in your head and to switch that off and to turn another project on, uh, like it does time blocking do that for you absolutely well? Uh, yeah, because otherwise I would have uh, five tasks and I'm gonna work on them. Uh, uh, I'm gonna work on task one right now. After uh, half an hour, I'm gonna switch to task three and then back to one. And this is, uh, uh, and it, it, it drains my energy. And uh, in the end of the day, I end up doing nothing. So it's better to have uh, focus on three specific things every day instead of doing uh, five to or more uh, more tasks. Uh, that's super interesting. Interesting. And, so, uh, it to, be. Yeah. So uh, even after having two products, and I believe you have more than two products, actually, you still do only three tasks in a given day. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've noticed that uh, if I try to do more, I end up doing nothing. I just, uh, or if, if, if I set a goal to do five tasks, one day and I end up doing three, which is, which is huge because these tasks are, uh, require attention and uh, suite of focus to multiple areas. So uh, I end up feeling, uh, feeling bad about myself that I didn't achieve this, uh, uh, this milestone. And uh, that's why I decided to focus on doing less and uh, be satisfied about the, the outcome. Yeah, it does make sense. And I've actually heard more people say that, but I thought that f for an indie hacker with multiple projects, you must be working on so many tasks at the same time, uh, but to learn that you're still very focused and just do three tasks and keep it down mm -hmm. to three, even though you have so many things that you can potentially do and so many things that are asking for your time. It's good to learn that you're still, you know, making those limits and focusing. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, otherwise you can, uh, another practice I used to implement was to, uh, focus a single day on uh, a specific kind of tasks. For example, uh, because I do some content marketing on Twitter and I'm building an audience there, I usually uh, end up blocking an entire day and I focus on uh, building content for my Twitter for the whole week. So a single day, I focus on uh, Twitter content and then I distribute this content with a scheduler throughout the week. And I don't have to spend uh, one hour every day to build this content. And uh, it's uh, more productive. Right. So th this will be my last last follow-up question. Then I'll go for a wrap. Right. Uh, so uh, when you're uh, you know, making content for your Twitter, uh, are you being natural about it, that just writing down all the thoughts that come to your mind in the moment or whatever you're learning? Or are you very specific about it? That, okay, this is my niche. I'm going to talk about this 
And if there is something random that comes up, I'm not going to write about it. What's your approach? Uh, I started by sharing everything uh, that comes to my mind, but I realized that people follow you for a reason. So if you follow you, for example, in my case, they follow me for design tips or uh, tips about bootstrapping. So uh, it's better to post uh, uh, one time per day and uh, give these people the value they seek for uh, instead of uh, posting every single hour with uh, unrelated uh, information that it's not valuable to anyone. So I try to focus on a specific niche and a specific problem and share content and uh, provide value about uh, this uh, area. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense because I was really thinking about what should be my approach for building content on Twitter. Should I, because I'm learning a variety of things. Should I be writing about all of those or should I just limit it to some specific mm -hmm. niche? So that's a good learning for me. Uh, yeah. So yeah, those were all the questions I had for you. I'm so glad you answered them all so sportingly and I learned a ton myself and I'm sure our audience will learn a lot by listening to this episode. Lastly, uh, if someone from our audience would like to reach out to you, uh, what would be the best way to do that? Uh, they can follow me on Twitter uh, where I'm uh, almost daily active. My Twitter uh, uh, handle is uh, D uh, underscore underscore Raptis. And uh, they can also follow uh, Follow me on Twitter to have updates about my products, Magic Pattern, the No, no Design tool, and Brambert, which is a, basically a tool to help you boost your engagements on uh, Twitter with uh, better graphics. Sounds good. So I'll plug all those links in the description below so that Great. people can have easier access to that. Okay, Jim, uh, thank you so much for making time for this. It was a super insightful session. Thank you so it much. Was, uh, it was my pleasure. And I learned a lot from you as well. Oh, that's, that's great to <laughs> know. Uh, I'm so glad. Uh, thank you so much, Jim.